I'm sorry, my friends. Today's recording isn't the best. It's a little bit raspy. I apologize. Not sure what happened, but I can't fix it. I hope you enjoy this episode. The Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends. Today, we're going to have some fun. I know I'm going to have some fun because I love this topic. It's something we all deal with every single day, and it just brightens your day. All the different versions of this topic. I love this. This is one of the most intriguing yet benign things that you never think about. Some say there's no science to prove it. Others say there's tons of science to prove it. Others say it's just anecdotal. Other people say, no, no, there's lots of science. Plus, we have years and centuries to prove it. All I know is I love this, and I'm going to have fun, and I hope you do too. Today's episode is about color therapy. What the heck is that? It's also known as chromotherapy or many other names. Well, here's the kicker. You've been dealing with chromotherapy and color therapy your entire life and everything around you has as well and you didn't even know it isn't that amazing you didn't even know that you were applying chromotherapy color therapy to your life every day and you didn't know other people in organizations and companies are doing it to you every single day all day your entire life Yep, that's been happening. Let me just get this out of the way real quick, because I need to say this. I want you to know this. This podcast is about the reality of your health. My purpose is to enlighten you to the things you've never thought about and you didn't know influence you in either positive or negative ways. Sometimes I bring you things that sound really weird. You can't possibly conceive all of them and neither can I but they're all scientific. They can all be proven. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. You'll see. Sometimes if it's something that I can't prove, I'll tell you that I can't prove it. Otherwise, I've either seen it, read about it, studied it, listened to experts who read, study, and learn about these things or use them in their own practice. Tesla said, as we all know, and maybe you know, this is one of my favorite quotes of all time because I think Tesla is the greatest scientist we've ever had. He said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Energy, frequency, vibration. If you've listened to any of my episodes, you will have heard me talk about this before because I believe that EMF fields, also known as energy and frequency and vibration, rule and run everything. It is everything. It is energy. Now, people have been studying color all the way back from the ancient Greeks. From there, everybody has studied color and used it to achieve all kinds of outcomes. Even Egyptians used color, chromotherapy or color therapy. They knew how to use these colors to their advantage, and they used them to influence the citizenry. Think about what royalty wears. What color do they wear? What's around them? What is associated with power and prestige and money? I know you know what those colors are. I've been studying over and over and over again for centuries, including this century, by the way. Mostly this century, actually. So it's nothing new, and it's definitely not new age. If anything, it's actually old age. If you want to live in the now like everyone always talks about, how do you know what's going on around you all the time if you don't understand it? There's so much more going on in a split second of our lives than any of us know. We can't even comprehend everything that's going on all at the same time. It's amazing to think about your body this way, your mind, your spirit. There are millions of colors in the visible light spectrum. Millions. You just see the basics, right? Red, yellow, blue, green. When you add all the other senses to your experience every split second or every second of your day, think about how much information 
that your brain is trying to decipher. All of that stuff, the smell in the air, the taste in your mouth, the cold or warmth on your skin, the pressure on your skin from your clothes, the color coming into your eyes, how bright it is, how dark it is, how loud your environment is, how quiet it is. What's that in the background that I hear? Did I actually hear that? Those of us who have ridiculous hearing know that that is a, that is torturous. I have that problem. You see, our eyes take in light, and then that light stimulates your brain. Simple. That stimulation affects you, affects all of us in so many different ways. And when you understand what those ways are and how they apply to your health, you can use those for you, or they, the evil people, can use them against you. This is how you empower yourself. This is how you have this knowledge of knowing how to use vibrations, which is light. Every single one of the senses that we have respond to vibrations and frequencies, just the way it is. This is the basics for everything you deal with every day, all day long, your entire life. Light is just one of those, and it is the most powerful of all of them. You, as a human body, vibrate at a frequency of 100 hertz. We will have an episode, maybe even the next one, I'm thinking about being the next one, that get into this. This will really blow your mind, and it'll be a whole lot of fun too. I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy you as a person, as a human being on this planet, and everything your body deals with and how really, really fun it is to learn about it. I mean, join me. Learn about this stuff. If you don't believe half of it, don't worry. It's still fun. And then everything you interact with your entire life has its own vibrational frequency. So yeah, you are affected by everything that you perceive or come in contact with. And that means even color. Color influences us more than we even know, positively or negatively. It's a fact. Let's hit some of those. Well, let's say fruit which is super colorful and you think that it's healthy for you because it's so colorful. And they tell you, eat the rainbow and everything's so colorful, you should eat it. But then we see something that's not colorful and you think, is that really good for me? I know it tastes good, but is it good for me? If you set two different foods in front of somebody who knows nothing about the type of foods that we would eat in, let's say, modern society. So let's pick somebody who lives in the Amazon jungle and you put in front of them pasta with no sauce, just beige. And then you put in front of them a pomegranate. What do you think they're going to eat? <laughs> they're probably going to eat the pomegranate unless they think the pasta is bugs. Then maybe that might be a problem. But you see my point. Beige food or brown food doesn't always appeal to most people color does. We associate certain browns as being cooked food, and we know that that's tasty. That is our recollection of that flavor. But usually that's not the case for nature, is it? Color's very beautiful, and you can pick up all that beauty from the spectrum of 400 to 700 nanometers, which is the visible light spectrum. So you can only see from 400 to 700 nanometers. Isn't that amazing? Of all the frequencies, all the vibrations, and there are 10 to the gazillionth power, you can only see a tiny little bit. You can't see anything before or after those numbers. So your perception is only a very small window. By the way, microwaves, like the same waves that your microwave uses, those are in nanometer waves to heat your food. So your microwave uses light to heat your food. That's pretty awesome. I mean, who would have thought that you could heat up your food with light? Oh, what is fire then? Is fire light or is it heat? Or is light and heat the same thing? They are the same thing. But notice the color. Because if it has infrared A in it, it has heat. Or you can excite the EMF field 
with certain vibrations. That's a microwave. You can't see it, but it heated your food. How did it heat your food? For those of you who don't know, it affects the water molecules. Now, this is why when you have just normal light around you, you don't get cooked because the millimeter waves, because the microwaves, you don't experience the same way around you, like in your home or your car. But then when you get in sunlight, you can get burned over a matter of time. You will get burned from those microwaves. The combination of microwaves plus infrared is how you get burned. There's a lot more to that, but that's where the source comes from. You have melanin in your skin that can block you from getting burned. But I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Frequencies of light create color and heat or excitement in the food or you or the planet or anything else it touches. Cool fact for you. There's no such thing as white or black or even gray. Those either absorb or reflect all the light, so they are not a color. There's no color there. They are just reflecting or not reflecting. That's it. Remember I spoke, there's only two ways that you have light enter your body, your eyes and your skin. Your skin is in contact with colors all the time, and that can affect you. Even blind people are affected through color therapy. That's incredible. So how is that possible if color doesn't affect us? It's not just your visual. It's also your skin. It's also the fact that color has its own vibration. And it doesn't matter if you can see it or not. It still has an effect on you. And we're going to get into that. It's super fun. Man, I'm having a blast talking about this. This is right up my alley. This is why I'm such a geek with information. And I want you to have fun with me. Hold on. I'm going to get physiological for a minute. Then I'll bring it home for you. Okay? Bear with me. There are two types of photoreceptors that reside in the retina. There's cones and rods. I know you heard of this. This is Biology 101. The cones are responsible for daytime vision, while the rods respond under dark condition. The cones come in three varieties long, middle, and short wavelength. Think about that. We talked about frequencies and vibration. So there's your wavelength. Long, middle, and short. Each cone type responds to a different portion of the visible spectrum. That allows you to see color. Rods have a spectral, that's the spectrum, sensitivity that differs from the cones. Photoreceptors are specialized cells for detecting all of the light. Okay, so follow me. They are composed of the outer nuclear layer that contains the cell nuclei, the inner segment that houses the cell in its machinery, so to speak. And the outer segment that contains photosensitive pigment. That pigment is amazing. The outer segment of a rod has discrete discs. Those are saturated with something called rhodopsin, rhodopsin molecules, almost like melanin for your skin, only this is rhodopsin, while the outer segment of a cone contains similar photosensitive molecules in like a series of folds. So the outer segment absorbs photons, which initiates an electrochemical transmission through the cells and the retinal nerve fibers, and that goes up into your brain. So let's simplify that for a second. Cones, well, they look like a lava lamp, and the rods look like, well, a rod, a cylinder. Then they have these layers in them, and those layers are stacked like coins. So think of taking a banana, and you cut the little slices for each bite. Put those back together, yes. That's how it looks like, these layers. That's it in a nutshell or a banana peel. Well, anyway, one of the weird things about color is that you can associate some time in your life that was good or bad with color. Let's say um, a bad memory. Because you're an abusive parent or something like that, 
who always wore that color and you associate that color with pain or stress, etc. And then other times there's very positive experiences. And so for the rest of your life, you always associate that color with positivity and you surround yourself by that color all the time. It's almost like someone who says my favorite color is blue and they drive a blue car and they wear blue and there's blue all over their house. <laughs> they want that comfort, that positivity that comes with blue. But if blue came from the parent who abused them, they want nothing to do with blue. Absolutely nothing. Doesn't mean that that color that was negative is bad for you. It's just you associate that in your brain, in your mind that it's negative. This happens through entrainment. If you don't know what entrainment means, it's, well, in biology, there's entrainment associated with all kinds of things. But in biology, it's the process of making something have the same pattern or rhythm as something else. Let's say you're hanging out with somebody you know, and they have a Southern accent. And next thing you know, you have a Southern accent. It's very similar to that. So brainwave entrainment is any practice that aims to cause brainwave frequencies to follow into step with a periodic stimulus. So that just means that you synchronize and you can use a synchronization in like beats of music with natural body functions or processes. Basically, if you're around someone or something with a certain vibration, like color, mood, or feelings or speech, let's say they have mannerisms that they just do that you just naturally start doing. They believe in something or, or the lifestyle that you're in, whatever that lifestyle is, you can come up with lots of them, I'm sure, without me saying them. Things that people like, things they don't like, people's opinions. When you're around these people that have likes and dislikes and opinions, you can entrain to them or that vibration. You have associated yourself to that vibration. So entrainment creates an association. Does that, do you follow that? I hope you do. Entrainment synchronizes you to that vibration then you become it. Still think it's woo? Still think it's unscientific? Well, all kinds of companies and people choose colors in marketing. They gotcha. Interior design. Oh, this person knows what they're doing. My house is so beautiful and warm and comforting. And yeah, they know how to set it up. In architecture. Oh, certain colors create certain moods. When you walk into a building or come up to a building, Landscape. You paid somebody to do your landscaping. Why do they use certain color flowers and certain bushes and everything? Creates a mood. Automobiles. That manufacturers always use certain colors. Why do they always have certain paint colors and not others? Because some colors look absolutely terrible on a vehicle and they know it. And then other colors look good. So when they do the research, people say, those six colors are good. Those three colors look terrible. So if they want to sell you something, make it a good color. How about the clothing industry? If you think that they don't spend endless hours figuring out what color red they should use or what color they should use in this fall fashion runway extravaganza, let me tell you, they do. Tons of money goes into that. Lots of research. They're not going to sell clothes that cost thousands of dollars. And people say, oh, you know, that color of lavender is just not the color I like. They're going to pick what most people pick and then put that out. Plus everything you see in just general stores. Those colors are picked specifically. They know what men want. They want these certain colors. Men aren't going to wear lavender or they're not going to wear yellow. They're not going to wear pink. They're not going to wear some of these colors because the associations that I just spoke about with those politicians do this. Oh, do they do this as well as, you know, CEOs and people of quote importance. 
they always pick their suit, their tie color, all of these colors that they're wearing, the type of car they're driving. I could give you stories of car color and people saying, oh, I don't want to be perceived a certain way. What? Wait a minute. What? Perceived a certain way? You're standing in front of me in a $5,000 suit and you're worried about what your client's going to think if you show up in a car that's too, quote, color forward, quote, too brightly colored when you're wearing a suit that has a thousand colors in it. It's wild how people think. And politicians especially know how to run this gamut. Blue has its certain power we're going to speak about. Red has its certain power we're going to speak about. Why is the American flag red, white, and blue? <laughs> we'll get into it. Hospitals use it. Prisons use it. Why would you want to sit in a hospital with bright colors that make you want to get out of the bed? No, you want calming, healing colors. Why would you want to be in a prison where you are tortured with the fact that you're confined? And they don't want them to feel that way. So they calm those colors down. A lot of pastels and greens and pinks and stuff. Commercial interior decorating. So you don't normally think about this one, but you walk into a building, you don't realize that the marble that they have on the floor, the color of the walls, all these things that you see in the hallways and stuff, when you're in an elevator, there's a reason for all these muted tones. Browns are very earthy. You walk into a building, you don't want to feel like you're in a building. You want to feel like you're standing on dirt. So you feel connected. That's why most of the floors have always been brown marble. And the walls and wood, wood is also very earthy. Makes you feel like you're not in a totally cold, heartless building. And then you go into certain areas and then all of a sudden you walk into the atrium and the atrium's got flowers and trees and light. And you go, ah, I'm not in a building. <laughs> you see how this works? They know what they're doing. So my mom used to work in a government facility. She said that they did research on what to do for the hallways. And they found that the color orange in their research was the best color to do the stairways and the hallways. That's because orange is associated with enthusiasm and excitement, creativity and vitality, wisdom. Yeah, they wanted them to feel while they're going from place to place and office to office that they had those attributes because they knew and they do know that's the way it is. Restaurants usually use red and yellow to stimulate your appetite. Isn't that interesting? And they don't really do blue because it decreases your appetite. So the next time you go to a restaurant, just look around. What color is it? Do they use white tablecloths? Why do they use white tablecloths? But then the plate is red, or the walls are red, or the walls are yellow or orange. Anything that they put up there to stimulate your appetite. What color is the carpet? Is there a carpet? Everything is chosen to make you want to be hungry. Why would you want to make somebody hungry in a restaurant? Oh, that's right, because restaurants are there to make money. <laughs> and the more you eat, the more money they make. Could there be a color scheme that increases how much you want to drink alcohol? Well, that could be something, couldn't it? We all know that hospitals have always used different types of colors. Everything is always muted. There's never any kind of vibrant colors in a hospital. Now they're starting to add more wood and wood tones, which is really good because that's earthing that makes you feel like you're in nature, that you're healing. Now, in hospitals, they will use blue light on a baby in order to break up the yellow part of melanin that causes jaundice that babies sometimes get. So basically, if you've never seen it, a, a baby could develop really quickly like this yellowy tone uh, in the skin. It's the body's effort to try and regulate the melanin. You can use blue light, so they'll put the baby in the little uh, baby thing, the acrylic clear plastic glass kind of 
bed thing that they all have, and they'll have blue light above them. Why? And where did this come from? Which is a greater story. I don't know, but we'll just continue. So the blue light actually stimulates the liver to break up melanin. Yes, melanin does go through your liver. And it breaks it up and turns into water molecules and gets rid of it. Isn't that really, really cool? Take this yellow baby and put blue light above it while it's sleeping and just hanging out with as little clothing as possible. And the baby's body just naturally through the liver just breaks it up and gets rid of it. And they don't have jaundice anymore. It's, I find that amazing. I don't know about you, but that's pretty cool. They've been using light therapy, color therapy for cancer and all kinds of maladies throughout history. They've got tons of research into this. They never want to promote it because is there money in it? Hmm. I doubt it. And by the way, it's not just vibrant colors. It can be pastels or muted colors or no color at all, like using black or white or gray. Why are all battleships in the Navy fleet gray? Why are yachts white? Why does royalty wear purple? And why do stoplights use red and yellow and green? Why does Batman wear black? I'm Batman. And Superman wears blue and red. Ducking into an alcove, he quickly removes his horn-rimmed glasses and strips off the dark business suit that serves as his disguise, revealing himself in the familiar blue costume and red cape of Superman. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes our preferences for colors is just you. What I mean by you is your soul, your spirit, your mind. Everything about you is associated with a color. Because that's the color that you actually need. You need that color for whatever reason to counteract what's going on with you. You see, if you need healing, but you don't know it, and you're like, man, I just want to wear green. I just want to go hiking. I just want green things or I love green. For the last six months, it's just green is all about me. Yeah, maybe you need healing. And then you can differentiate everything I just said with whatever color that's opposite or associated with what you need or don't need. If you're put off by a color, it's the same thing. You see? Now, it's always interesting to me that when we go back in history, there's so many things that apply to today. And here's one of them. Now, here's the thing about going back into antiquity. They've been using, like I said earlier, all kinds of therapies. They're aware of this kind of stuff. Now, if you're a Christian or not, doesn't matter. Because in the Bible, Revelation chapter 4, verse 2 says this. Just hear me out. And immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Okay, so we can see God sitting on the throne whoever he looks like to you, just sitting there. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Now, here's the thing. That description is John looking at God sitting on his throne, and he's seeing how amazing it is. And he brings out jasper and sardine, not sardines like the fish, sardine stone, and a rainbow about the throne, and then had this emerald glow and they had white raiments, which is clothing, and on their heads, gold. Gold is a very healing color. If you feel like garbage, bring the color of gold around you, like gold garments, gold colored 
blankets and stuff like that. That will help you. But Jasper is all colors or it's clear like a diamond. So we don't know if John saw a whole bunch of colors of Jasper or just clear diamonds. I guess it doesn't matter too much, but it's a really amazing visual when he says Jasper. And in the Bible, Jasper is all kinds of different colors, or it's super clear like a diamond, like glass. And then sardine is red. And then emerald is green, of course. And then there's the white of the raiments and the gold. But encompassing all around the throne is a rainbow. So the reason I'm bringing this out is, do you think that color is important? If God created everything, then obviously he loves color. If you don't believe in God and believe that any of that that I just spoke of is real, doesn't matter. Is color not beautiful? Is it not what makes you excited? And when you see it, you go, man, that's so beautiful. Whatever it is, could be paint on a car, could be a flower, could be anything. You just go, man, that's so beautiful. And then you feel better. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Do you not? If the ancient Greeks used color, and all the way up until now, people used color, and obviously before the Greeks, but they all associated color with feelings and, and anything that it could impart into a person's life. And then here we have the Bible stating, specifically, jasper, sardine, rainbows, white, emerald, and gold. <laughs> it's, it's just pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. And then what happens when light hits water vapor? Oh, that's right. It creates a rainbow. So white is associated with like angelic or God or divinity kind of a vibe, right? I mean, everybody knows, I mean, you know, angels are always white. They're never another color. But black is associated with like negative and evil. Is it because white reflects all light vibrations? meaning color equally reflected. So all the color spectrum is reflected back equally. And that black absorbs everything, including all frequencies equally. That's an interesting thought. White is associated with purity and cleanliness, where black is kind of dirty. It's like shadows. It's got that connotation of burnt. And when you see something burnt, you don't want to eat it. I know people use black to look slimmer and all that kind of thing. It's because it absorbs light. You don't see the reflection off the clothes to create a 3D effect. So that's why black works for clothes. In auric photography, I mean auric, A-U-R-I-C, like an aura. Unhealthy areas of your body will actually show up as a dull yellow. And when you heal that area, it will actually show up as a bright, vibrant yellow. Why is that? They can actually photograph this. So if color and light don't mean anything and it's all woo, then how come you can photograph that? Find that fascinating. Don't you? If you had a problem, a real issue health-wise, and somebody had an auric camera and took a photo and said, by the way, just want to let you know, I can see the arthritis in your body. You said, how? You said, because each area that you're complaining about, I can see it's dull yellow. And then you go get healed of arthritis and you go take that photo again. And they're like, hey, I just want to let you know, it's look at the photo now. See how bright and vibrant that yellow is? You would say, wow, that's incredible. How, how is that happening? Why is that happening? That's because a bad area has a vibrational frequency of between zero and 15. So 15 is the Hertz frequency of sickness and close to death. Zero would be death. When you heal that area, you get back up to 100. Like I said earlier, and 100 is color. It's you. It's a healthful state. 
you brought that yellow from being just barely yellow to bright yellow, being healthful. That's why. Because color can have a high vibrance, luminosity, and all of those can slightly enhance or change exactly how that color affects you. So here's the thing about color. Color can have a high or low vibrance, a higher low luminosity, and all of those can slightly enhance or change exactly how that color affects you. Think about it like this. A light red compared to a bright, bright red. A pastel pink compared to a bright pink. I think you get the point. One's really stimulating and you go, wow, that's really bright red. That's really bright pink. And then there's just regular red and regular pink. And then there's dull red and dull pink. Those can have an effect on you as well. In photography, colors everything. Even in black and white photography, you can edit a black and white photo by changing the color spectrum in the photo editing software. And it will change the way the photo looks. Because remember, white reflects all color. Black absorbs all color. All that camera sensor is doing is pulling in all the light that is being allowed into it. The only light that the sensor can't pick up is black. And that's why it's called a shadow. Because shadow is the absence of light. You see how that works? So vibrance and luminosity and the brightness of the color and the, the depth of the color matters as far as how that color will affect you or your mood or your perception of whatever it is. Why does Coke use the red that they use on their cans? Why is it that red? Why is it not darker? Why is it not brighter? Why does Pepsi use their colors? Why does McDonald's use their colors? All the people that sell you crap, they're all hitting you by using wavelengths, vibrations, and frequencies of light to stimulate your brain. When you see that, it stimulates part of your brain and you say, I want that. If you pour Coke in a glass, it's just brown. It's not red. So why is the label red? Oh, you see where I'm going with this now. You are being sold through light to buy stuff. Yes, absolutely. Just like the, the light at the intersection. Red, yellow, green. Red is stop. Yellow is wait, slow down. And green is go. I used to know this person used to say green means go. Where did he get that from? Yeah, probably something like that. My point is just, generally speaking, companies will manipulate you by using color to make you buy something. It's a fact. If you think that Walmart hasn't picked their marketing colors a certain way, or Target, think about Target. That's a red and an actual picture of a Target. There's a lot of psychological warfare going on there. Major corporations spend millions trying to figure out how to sell you stuff, and they use psychology. It's a fact. They use this. And color is a major contributor to this because it connotates to you through association, either something good, something valuable, something worthwhile, something to spend your money on, something that makes you feel good, something that turns you off, turns you on, all through what? Your brain, through your eyes. This is how they get us, just like that. Color can be used in many ways. Dr. Mohab Ibrahim of Banner University Medical Center in Tucson, Arizona. He's, a, he's like a doctor of pain management, okay? He's been doing experiments with colors for pain management. He proves that green increases pain relief by 40 to 50%. That's a lot. So if you just wore green clothes alone, you would help yourself, okay? Or lay in green or sleep in green or, or anything you could with green around you. We have many chemicals and molecules in our body to help control pain. One of these chemicals that control pain in the body is called encephalins. Green greatly increases encephalins. Look them up. There are many other people that do this, but you can look them up and see if I'm telling you the truth. Lots of different neurochemicals to lower pain. And he figured out one of the main ones was encephalins. Now quickly, into the colors. 
We're not going to spend too much time here because it's so extensive. I don't have the time in this episode, but I will hit them quickly with some interesting info so that, you know, we have fun here. This is the whole point is to have fun and learn and be excited about your health. Remember? All right. So starting off with red, red is physical, yellow is mental and blue is spiritual. So red, yellow, blue, three main colors, physical, mental, spiritual. Now, RGB is how you see light, red, green, blue. But the main three for your health is red, yellow, blue. Physical, red, mental, yellow, spiritual, blue. Got it? Moving on. All right, we're going to crank through these. So uh, bear with me. You can always go back and read the transcript or just slow it down to a slow speed and bear with my voice. Okay, let's start with the first one. That's red. Red is thought to be a powerful color. Okay, that can stimulate the body and increases your heart rate and your circulation. It's energizing and it increases appetite. It can overstimulate though, and it can be lustful, very sexual, and maniacal. So all of these can have a positive and a negative, which is why I said earlier, know your colors, know how to use them. There's always a positive and negative to these colors. So red, power, energy, got it. Orange, orange is, a, orange is often associated with joy and optimism. What is orange? Oh, that's the blend of red and yellow. That's interesting. Orange actually evokes enthusiasm and excitement while also giving you creativity and vitality. It's associated with wisdom. Hence, now you know why yogis and monks wear a lot of orange. And gold, like we talked about, your lower torso, okay? So like your organs, the spleen, pancreas, uh, your stomach, your kidney, like gastro area, like that lower area. It improves and works on all of those. Also gout and rheumatic aches. That's your joints. Your inflamed joints works on that. Next is yellow, which is typically considered to be a bright and cheerful color, right? The sun and light associated with yellow can alleviate actually mood increase your focus, and a sense of peace. It's considered to be the color of wisdom, knowledge, and intelligence. There's probably a lot of people you know that should envelop their whole life in yellow. <laughs> Just say it. It rules your upper stomach, which is constipation, and diarrhea, by the way, stomach, before your intestines. It also works on your intestines and your liver your pancreas, and then because of those affects things like eczema, skin issues, your adrenals, because if you've ever had certain types of issues, you know what comes out of your body. It's kind of yellowish color, if you know what I mean. Now, orange and yellow are used in fast food restaurants, of course, because of the digestive correlation. They know this. Classrooms use it for intellect. Remember I said elevates mood, increases focus, sense of peace, bronchitis. Remember how we talked about sulfur in the last episode? Sulfur rules the center of your body. And where does bronchitis show up? Well, that would be the center of the body. What color is sulfur? Hmm. Oh yeah, it's yellow. It's also associated with asthma and coughs, which is the center, just like what sulfur affects. Now you see sulfur is yellow and it affects the center of your body, bronchitis, asthma, and coughs. On to green. Green, which is one of my favorites, but green is generally known for its restorative powers. Can calm you and energize you at the same time. It's like this balance of, I feel good, but I'm grounded. You're not jittery and that kind of thing. You just feel great. Because nature inspires shades of green, that can enhance productivity and concentration. And by the way, creativity. So if you want to be more creative, then you should be surrounded by green. By the way, what color do you think I'm sitting in right now recording this episode? Yeah, it, that would be green. It's also been associated with healing and balance to the nervous system. 
If you want to heal, green's the way to go. That's funny. Green, like in the spring and summer. Things grow, they get better. Because it also balances your nervous system and makes you feel good, right? You're not in fight or flight. It has a negative, though, like all of these do. Like, it will stimulate malignant growths and tumors because it's growing. Think of it as rejuvenative. So you don't want to make those things grow. But it will also regenerate the sympathetic nervous system. So it helps to repair your sympathetic nervous system, which is your autonomic nervous system that I talk incessantly about. (laughs) And by the way, I have another episode coming up about that and stress. If you are wondering about stress and how to stop it, slow it down, make yourself feel better, that is the most important episode you're going to have. I'm telling you, stress is a killer. We always hear it, but I'm telling you right now, it's so much more than you know. And then if you know why it kills you, maybe you'll do something about it. So green also normalizes blood pressure. Oh, that's interesting. It gets rid of ulcers. Neuralgia. If you don't know what neuralgia is, feel lucky because that's terrible. Influenza. We all know that's the common cold. Exhaustion and fatigue. Who doesn't want more energy and to not feel so tampered down? It also controls your temper. Who would have thought that there's a color that will control your temper? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, green. Who's really got a major temper when they're in the woods or surrounded by green or in a green field? It just doesn't happen. Unless you're on a golf course and then there's that because for whatever reason, you're feeling your temper, well, whatever. It also stimulates your thymus gland. Now your thymus gland is what controls your immune system. So that's really important because remember, we just said that it is healing. That's how it heals you. Nature heals. Why? Because nature is green. You know, the medical profession used to use green clothing. You ever notice that? It was like a pale green clothing. Now they're wearing all this wild stuff. That's not a good way to go for them. They should be using colors that are good for healing, not all kinds of weird stuff. All right, moving on to blue. Probably everybody's favorite color if you were to take a consensus. But blue is often seen as a soothing color, and that might be why. It can help you reduce stress and induce relaxation and encourage introspection. That one I find really interesting. So blue can encourage your introspection. What does that mean? It means that you contemplate life. You are in the now. You're living your life. You're connected to what's going on, which is the whole point of what I've been trying to put across to you guys for what is 20 plus episodes now. Blue is what makes you get inward and clean out the bad and create the good. Love that. By the way, my brother's favorite color is blue. Always has been. Side note. By the way, did you know that blue kills acne bacteria? I wish I had that knowledge in high school. Is acne ruining your life? Because I had acne in high school. That would have helped me. It's also been known to increase sleep. Now, I have recently purchased blue sheets. And my room that I sleep in is going to go all blue. And that's why. It will help you relax and get into sleep. It's a fact. Blue is the color. Lots of research on it. Lots of people talking about it. Doctors have researched this. Lots of sleep clinics have proven blue makes you sleep. Now, what color blue, Eric? Well, whatever works with you. And I can't tell you what that is. Some say it's a very, very light blue like a sky blue almost. And then the other one is cobalt blue, like a really bright blue. I'm kind of going in the middle. Just saying, we'll see what happens. I will talk about my betting situation in an upcoming episode, which I think you might find super interesting and why you should do it too. But it's also antiseptic and astringent and it can stop bleeding. Blue can stop bleeding. How do you use blue, Eric, to stop bleeding? We'll tell you how shortly. It's also cold. You see, it's very cooling and everybody knows that. And so it will reduce fevers and high blood pressure. 
and vomiting and headaches and rheumatism, hysteria and insomnia. It's calming and cooling, and it brings things down almost like to a base level. You ever been to a place that has really super blue water like the ocean? Do you feel anxiety when you're in Aruba? Probably not. That's what I'm trying to say. Ocean water and blue in the water does not make you feel headaches and vomiting and high blood pressure. And Well, wait a minute. Hold on. If you're in Aruba and you have those, that's probably alcohol. I'm just saying. Okay, moving on. Indigo. That's the next one. That's a purifier and an astringent. See, you want to get your body purified and brought down to a clean state? Indigo. It's also cooling. So that can be a little negative. Okay. It's really, really super cooling. Great for summer. Inspires and helps broaden your mind. It frees it from fears and inhibitions. It's like opening up your brain to accept more goodness, literally. It helps you get rid of obsessions and psychosis. It's like the color that takes you out of your mood. You know that mood where you're just like, I want to hurt people because I'm really irritated. I don't want to talk to anybody. You're fearful. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to go anywhere. Well, guess what? Indigo is your color. You need it. It's also a blood purifier, which is interesting. A lot of these purify the blood. Why? Why would all of these have such an impact on your blood? Because you need light in order to increase your blood profile, your blood health, your blood constitution. It's all there. Indigo is also good for uh, depression. And indigo also can be a little depressing. Because remember, it's bringing you down and it's also kind of cold, like I was saying. It's cooling. But also on an upper, it stimulates your pineal gland, which is the king of all your glands. It influences all your organs of sight and hearing and smell. And again, stops bleeding. It's crazy how much light has to do with your blood. The king of all colors, purple, which... It's traditionally associated with royalty and spirituality. We all kind of know this, and I think you know why I'm saying that. This color, it taps into like intuition while helping to, let's say, deepen the spiritual connection that you have. So it's used in religion a lot. And uh, it's also very, very healing. It's the most healing of all of them, unless you get really specific with each color. It's the highest vibration of all the colors. In that case, it's very soothing. It's tranquilizing. It can be a little cold, but it's known to neutralize things like neurosis or mental or even like nervous disorders, concussions or tumors, even things like cerebrospinal meningitis. How is it possible that purple can help someone with meningitis? That's because light is more than just illumination. It has an effect on you and your body through your skin and your eyes, through your brain, through your nervous system, through all the chemicals that your brain makes by getting this light. Light is health. I know I'm hammering this, but it's so important to understand this aspect, which brings me to white, the color white. This one is controversial. Okay, we talked about colors, but now you have white, which is reflecting all the light. So am I getting all of them? So should I only just have white in my life? Well, no, not necessarily. It's uh, White's considered like a color of clarity and purity, um, renewal. It can create a balance, actually, in the body and bring things like harmony to your emotions. But it's so balancing, it's so clarifying, and so purifying, you don't get anything that you need for healing. It's just like an even state. Think of like acid alkaline as dead middle. It'll help get you to dead middle, but maybe you need acid or maybe you need alkaline. 
you won't get any of those because you're stuck at zero, <laughs> that kind of thing. And uh, they use color and all kinds of things. I was mentioning earlier with things like prisons, but um, prisons, you have used that pink. That pink was called Baker Miller pink. There was actually a name because that's what they named it, which looks totally like Pepto-Bismol, actually. They use it for overly aggressive prisoners. They would put them in a room with just this color, and in like 15 minutes, they were totally calm. I mean, think about that. 15 minutes, they went from aggressive to calm. That's crazy. Some of the prisons actually painted the entire prison pink because they were so aggressive. And there were lots of studies done in that. Actually, Dr. Alexander Schaus in 79 did that, and he convinced a, a prison in, I think it was Washington or Oregon, and they painted it pink and everything went calm. So there you go. All right, Eric, you've told us all this information, but how do I use it? All right, here we go. Strap in. Colored glasses. You can buy lots of colored glasses. Online, there's lots of different types. You know all the companies that you can go online to buy things like this. Colored glasses are amazing. You can use individual colored glasses because light comes through your eye to do certain things. Mood, healing, stress, whatever. Learn about what each colored glasses color will do for you, which I kind of described earlier, but there's more information online you could learn about and then use that pair of glasses appropriately. You don't need to use them for a long period of time, just for a certain amount of time. You can go back to them. You can change up and use different colors whenever you want. You don't have to use one color only ever. You can kind of play with it a little bit. The other way you can do it is uh, using different lighting type systems in your home. You can get bulbs that you can change the color of the bulb. Um, I prefer those. I think those are amazing. So I think you should be sitting at uh, old school type incandescent bulbs with color temperatures under, let's say 2,500. But if you want the newer stuff, then they should be able to change the color to suit the situation. And that can be very beneficial for your circadian rhythm and all that you can do with lights in your home, not just mood and your healing and that kind of thing. You can use it for circadian rhythm, like I just said. You know, you can also use your clothes. So whatever's on your skin imparts that frequency, that vibration of the color we just talked about. White on your skin is just neutral. It's not really doing anything. But red, red will lighten you up a little bit. And blue will calm you down and heal you. So you can use the clothes that you, that you wear to help you in your situation, whatever that situation might be. For example, let's say you're not feeling well and you go to bed. What are you going to bed in? What color are your sheets? Color is your room? Are you wearing clothes to bed? What color are those clothes? Remember I talked about even blind people. They don't know what color that is and yet it affected them. It will affect you. That is a vibrational frequency. One of the coolest new things you can do with technology is go to any of the video channels online so you could stream it through your television, for example, or your computer, something like that, and light up your room, turn the rest of the lights off, turn on that television and go to the video channel and then turn on, let's say, green, for example. There's channels that will do straight color. Sometimes they add things like music. You just want color turned on. Sometimes they'll change the color up, different color greens, gradually. Point is, is that you can fill your environment with light using your television or your computer screen. That's super cool. That's fantastic. And some of these guys know what they're doing. And they can be absolutely beautiful to look at. Sometimes they're not just straight color. There's other things going on. Point is, is that they have really good healing videos using color. Fantastic. I think that's wonderful. You can buy your own light devices. This one has a caveat though. I will tell you, you buy a light device, you better know what you're doing. And the brighter it is, meaning more luminosity, the more powerful it becomes. There are side effects 
as I was mentioning earlier with some of these colors. They can be harmful as well. You got to be careful. You can't be overstimulated. So using the light devices properly or working with somebody that knows how to use those light devices is much, much better. I'm not talking about infrared A or red light type stuff. I'm talking about ones that use other colored lights. The other way is repainting your walls. Maybe it's time to uh, change up your bedroom and your living room and your kitchen. The long-standing tradition's always been like a yellow kitchen was better. Well, yeah, that was a good one. Um, but your bedroom should be blue first in whatever tone blue works for you, whatever you like, whatever, you know, works with your, you and your partner or just through your brain. But blue is by far bedroom. And then your bedding needs to be also in the blue world. If you don't want any color in your bedroom, then it needs to be white. Your bedroom and the colors in it are probably the most important thing you can do for color in your life. So really spend time thinking about that. You can add accents to any room, by the way. You don't have to just paint walls and change furniture and stuff. Sometimes it's enough just to to do a lot of accents. Change up the areas of the room that have the biggest improvement without spending the most amount of money. If you're in a saunas that are red light, then that actually is color therapy. There's all kinds of sauna therapies, and then you can add colored lights into those saunas. Absolutely fantastic. I wish I had access to one. One of the coolest new features that you can have nowadays with technology is lights in your shower. So you could turn off your main light in the shower and then turn on the color that you want in your shower from like these lights that go in your shower or are on your shower head. Point is, in the shower area, you can use light to your advantage. You can also do that in your hot tub or even your regular bathtub. They make waterproof versions. You can actually put them right in your water. Those colored lights in the water, there's lots of research that shows water and color will create all kinds of healing situations. There's any number of ways to bring color in your life. Come up with them. Add them in. It's endless. The point is, is to really bring these in. I'm, I'm more about utilizing color from your clothes and around you and cheap things like glasses and light bulbs than to get into, and also the video type stuff is amazing, than to spend tons of money on like completely redoing your home and your place of work. I'd rather have you adding these things simply in your life that are affordable. Light devices are great, but they're expensive and the good ones are expensive. Whereas Everything else that you can do around your life can be more affordable. I hope that makes sense. So then what does that leave? How not to use it? Well, don't add colors to your life when you're going through something like, a, like an illness or a major stressful situation, anything like that. Know what colors do for you. That way you don't hurt yourself. You can do that by keeping like a little chart in your purse or your wallet or even open your phone and ask the all-telling device. I am Oz, the great and powerful. Because basically you don't want to wear red when you're stressed out. You want to wear the appropriate color that works for your mood. This is scientific. They know this. This is nothing of just woo. I'm telling you, people who practice color therapy in their life are happier for it. You should know yourself. You should be able to think about how you feel during your day. What makes you upset with where you work? You go in feeling great, and then you feel like you know what while you're at work. And then you leave and you go home and you feel fine. Why is that? Maybe your environment at work is just terrible in the color. Change your color at work. Figure out what you can bring in. Turn on a lamp that's red or whatever you need. You need to be conscious of your associations with 
things like light and food, music and people and your environment, they all have an impact on your life. That's what this podcast is for, is to help you see all these things that are around you that are impacting your health. Because it's more than just nutrition and diet and exercise. I can tell you that right now. Those three are only three. There's many, many aspects to health. My favorite is to look at mind, body, spirit, because you have three parts to you. And if you just work on, you know, nutrition, food, and exercise, well, that's only the body. You're missing out on the other 66% of you. Well, where does light fall in? It's definitely not the nutritional and food side. It's in the mind and spirit side. Yet it has physical implications because it's light. It's vibration. Why I keep pushing this idea of vibration to everybody. If you understand that vitamin C works because it's vibration and you understand why blue light works because it's vibration, then you know why everything is working for you or against you. I don't mean to preach to you. I'm just trying to help you understand how awesome this really is. It comes down to the very, very basics. What's the basic? The basic is vibration, frequencies, and energy. Once you understand those three, then everything else becomes easy to understand. Health becomes easy. Then you have the reality of what's really going on. Why does vitamin C work? Why does yoga work? Why does massage work? Why do all these things work? It's all about vibrations, every bit of it, whether it's a tomato or it's lifting weights, all vibrations. Thank you for listening today. I really appreciate your time. If you like what you've heard and you want to share it with other people, I'd appreciate it. That'd be awesome. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.